He came from beyond to seek out bad wrestling. Starman! Aqua lads and aqua lasses, welcome to the continuing, never-ending, forever stuck in the negative two area of Starman, where we uh, take a look at the worst-reviewed matches, according to Dave Meltzer, and we put them on trial in a court of podcast-based entertainment. I'm Johnny C, and let's go ahead and get into it, because today we've got another very special episode where we are going to try some cases live and in living color here for the pleasure of the court. Now, since in our last episode, I wanted to do a fun theme for our first live episodes, so I jumped a little bit into the future for an all-ladies episode. This time, we've got to travel just a little bit back to the past for an all-1998 shitfest. And it's all coming from August 98 or September of 98. So sort of in the similar time frame that we are right now here in true existence in 2020. So if you are interested in following along at home, our first contest is going to come from WCW's Road Wild 1998. Deep, deep in the darkest areas of the Black Hills of South Dakota. Um, it is going to be timestamp. 1 hour, 21 minutes, and 42 seconds. If you're interested in following along, I will go ahead and count you in. If not, don't worry. As I'm sure you're aware, I will provide you plenty of context for what is happening, and I will present evidence that leads towards the uh, decision of a match being found guilty or not guilty of its star ranking. So, 3, 2, 1... Play. Oh yes. Oh God. We're in South Dakota, and I and I immediately get a peacock ad break. Oh, here we are. Here we go. Let's see here. Look at this. You know, the setup is to be commended, but that look at that poor person's house, catty quartered. Oh, is that Scott Hall front row? No, it's Tank Abbott. Folks, um, we've got some bikers here. My God in heaven. Oh yeah. So coming out first is representing the NWO Black and White. Uh, it's WCW's original Hawaiian Punch, ladies and gentlemen, Brian Crush. Uh, not yet a, a drug dealer as one half of Chronic, but well past his expiration date as a member of the Nation of Domination. Ooh, he gets his own license plate as well. Now, wrestling star Vincent is with him. That guy is NWO for life, and that woman's just wearing a brassiere. Well, that's okay. I mean, you know, you don't want tan lines. Those guys drove from Boston for this show. And, you know, this isn't like sort of a Rift Tracks or Mystery Side Theater 3000 scenario, folks. But poor, oh my God, referee David Pinzer. He's either parking my car, tending bar, and Tony Schiavone has just mentioned Jay Leno. This course is famously the show that's responsible for bringing us Jay Leno as an active combatant in the wars of sports entertainment. But there's no context for this match, really. I tried to do some research. They probably got in an argument over something stupid. And, uh, ooh, fucking... I feel like I'm watching Stone Cold, starring Brian Bosworth. Which, if you haven't seen, I highly recommend. Oh, it's Steve Mongo McMichael, baby. Where's the Halliburton? So Mongo is indeed throwing up the four. Is Was Mongo just a horseman from the day that he was added to the roster until the day he retired from wrestling? Like, he never got kicked out or anything? Oh, these are my people, baby. 
Uh, they came to play me, see some foot, see me play some football in the ring here. And I, and and don't get me wrong, folks. I'm not making fun of Mongo. I understand that's really not an appropriate thing to do. I'm just doing an impression of his wrestling character. All right. But he doesn't have the Horseman music here, and it's really breaking my heart. Jesus Christ, Mike Tanay is on the call. It's a good thing I can't hold the commentary against these athletes. Uh, but we're about to have order in the court for the case of Steve Mongo McMichael versus Brian Crush. As soon as that bell rings, the case is underway. Um, oh, and here we are. All right, let's go. Order. That means you, Mr. McMahon. So sorry. All right, so... Mongo's trying to bring back the Horsemen, perhaps to combat the uh, the, the two NWO factions. Collar and elbow tie-up. Uh, Mongo's got some nipples. I mean, we all have nipples, but Mongo's are obvious. All right, so a clean break. So far, so good. I, I mean, this is obviously, we're on the path to five stars. If this was in the Tokyo Dome, we'd already been there. But yeah, look at Mongo's nipples. He kind of looks like King Hippo from uh, Captain N, the Game Master. If anybody's ever seen that, that dude has some nipples. He could feed a family of five. And that's good. That's a good thing to have. I mean, you want to be able to feed your family. Isn't that why we're all in this business? All right. Well, not so much of a clean break there. But that might be part of the ongoing narrative and conflict between the Horsemen and NWO Hollywood. Mm, Vincent's having himself a little Sunday. Oh, get off the ropes, Vince. I'm actually kind of impressed that the ref kicked Vincent to get him off the ropes. Too bad the referee's performance. Ah, uh, Greco-Roman knuckle lock here. Oh, well, Brian Crush is actually pretty smart here, Monsoon. I mean, you want to go one-on-one -on -one in a Greco-Roman knuckle lock with a Mongo McMichael who played football? Oh, my God. God! Oh my God! Oh, things are happening, ladies and gentlemen. I can't even. Oh, <laughs> oh Mike Tanay is even shaming you. You know you fucked your face when Mike Tanay is shaming you. A variant of a double arm DDT, indeed, folks. I'm sorry. What we have here was Mongo fucking up, ducking a clothesline, some sort of a grab one another scenario, <laughs> and then uh, a double arm DDT. Kind of. And now Brian Crush is obviously staggered. Wrestling star Vincent's trying to get him to calm down, but he's also holding back a giant laugh. <laughs> oh, even Vincent knows it's bad. Oh, my God. That was... Fans, I apologize. I'm not trying to break your ears by laughing. I'm trying to be a little more professional, Your Honor. Uh, all right, order again. Here we are. Billy Silverman uh, really trying to make sure that these two combatants are doing what they need to do here. Uh, Mongo, run into the corner with a... Oh, no, big boot miss. Oh, wow, Mongo looked like a baby up in the air. Like, oh, no. So, Mongo went for a kick. Adams ducked in the corner, and we had sort of a powerbomb variant. Oh, hey, nobody drops a leg but me, dude. Brian Crush. Uh, you're going to drop a leg. You need to talk to me, brother. You know, Adams is... Like, I feel bad. This is actually... Uh, this is... Mongo's second appearance here on Starman. No, third appearance here on Starman. He's uh, previously combated Alex Wright and then, uh, of course, Reggie White, which is, uh, to this date, the worst match in the history of Starman history. Um, oh, Greco-Roman nerve lock. Well, Crush, if you remember, did tag with former World Wrestling Federation champion Yokozuna at the King of the Ring 1994, 
when legendary commentator Art O'Donnell was on the scene. So he probably learned this Vulcan nerve pinch from Yoko. So you can have confidence that he's doing it correctly. There is a man standing with a helmet on in the crowd. There is a helmet in the building! Not much happening here. Is that Mark Merrill at ringside in a yellow shirt behind Vincent? I think it is. Holy shit. I mean, it's not, but wow, it really could be. Oh, big. Wow, shit. That was actually a, a dangerous looking uh, fall or tossing over the top ropes by uh, from a lariat there. Hmm. King, uh, King Mongo and his nipples are desperate. Oh, you just punched me in my face, baby. Oh, now you chop me on my nipples, baby. I need those to feed my family. Wrestling superstar Vincent is in danger. Danger. Oh, no. Well, Brian Crush and Mongo now doing battle on the outside. Uh, Mongo's selling a pretty fierce amount of pain from a chop. That's okay. I mean, so far, it's just dumb. No story. There's, there's no narrative here, obviously, with the with uh, move transitions. That opening sequence of botches was pretty tremendous. Uh, Brian Crush now with a backbreaker. Not the tilt-a-whirl variant that I would prefer that he uses in WWF Superstars for the arcade systems, but still a backbreaker nonetheless. Mongo kicks out, and uh, Brian Crush now going to the middle rope. Probably a bad move, but uh, we'll see if it pays off. Oh, he misses the big knee. Mongo sat up like the Undertaker. I used to hang out with the Undertaker, baby. I'm in the Bone Skull crew. All right, reverse Iris whip. Mongo goes for a side suplex from a uh, running position. I mean, it looks stupid, but all right. Three-point stance. Oh, there's the big... He clipped him! He clipped him! Well, he didn't really clip him. I mean, these were from the front. Two big tackles that make Brian Crush do minor flips. And Mongo looks to be picking up steam. All right, Mongo and Brian talking. Not sure what to do. Crush off the ropes. And we've got a confusion spot. Crush went for a mandible claw-style clothesline. And Mongo took a bump. Mongo, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Really, Billy Silverman just took a ref bump off of nothing. Mongo was supposed to kick him. Now Vincent, I can't even get... Matt, your honor, first time in Starman history. Mongo ducks. Adams gets hit with a chair. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, oh, now he sets himself up for a Van Mongonator punch. <laughs> he held that chair dangerously close to his own face. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, uh, I've never done this before. I've declared this match guilty before the bell has even rung. Dangerous tombstone. Oh, don't tombstone him. Oh, God. Silverman conveniently up for the three count. And, oh, yes. Well, folks, history is made here on Starman. Now, it's not the worst match in Starman history because, as you can tell from my chuckles, I'm quite entertained. That being said, it makes history uh, for being the first time I've ever rendered a verdict before I finished watching a match. Now, granted, I've only done this is only the second live episode, but when I watch this stuff on my own and take my own notes, I, I make sure not to render a verdict until the very end. But uh, this one was clear as day. Uh, and you know what? I can't think of a more appropriate match to have on display for these stupid fucking bikers here in South Dakota. I mean, it looks like a capital raid is being planned in the audience. And if you think that's a stereotype, guess what? 
It is, and it's probably accurate. Uh, thank God, though, our next contest here in 1998 is going to take us to the hallowed halls of Madison Square Garden. Folks, we are indeed on the highway to hell. Now, you all know that here in the Aqua Cave, I don't play any favorites when it comes to Starman. But I would be remiss if I were to tell you, you know, I wasn't at least a little bit excited or interested in our next contest. It comes straight from the pages of Kingfish, a Sunday Night Heat audio journey starring Shane McMahon. Because it is SummerSlam 1998, a show that we've talked about ad nauseum over on Kingfish. But it is a unique case. It is a case of Kaitai versus the lovable parade of human oddities. Now, of course, the SummerSlam 98 version on Peacock is cut to beat hell because of the uh, theme song of the lovable oddities. But nonetheless, it's the only version I could find. So that's what we're going with. So if you have the Peacock stream, go ahead and get it set to 21 minutes and 35 seconds. You should see Michael Cole and Mankind, because sure, why not? Let's watch a fun Mankind and Michael Cole skit right before the match as a trade-off for missing the theme song. Now, I can tell you folks, there is no context to this match. It's simply something they did to get everybody on the show, because Kai and Tai was a decent enough lower mid-card act because of the choppy-choppy and the oddities, basically the same because of ICP. So... If you're ready to go, three, two, one, play. Oh, no. Now, we saw Stone Cold beat up this hearse on Kingfish. Check it out in the archives. Mankind is distraught. It looks like he brought this bad boy in here as a gift, perhaps? Oh, it's JoJo Miller's. That's Mick's buddy, allegedly. Nice. I love the Briscoe Brothers Body Shop getting a shout out here. I fucking love that shit so much. Oh, that's Triple H's sledgehammer. Ooh, I don't fuck with that, Mick. You're going to get up close to that, personal with that here in a couple years. Oh, here's our blackout because of the oddities and the ICP. All right, here comes Kai Tai in their best, I don't know, Walmart workout gear. Well, I guess it's Nike. But at the same time, I mean... Oh, look at Funaki. He's so young. Men's Teow and Dick to go. That's four on three. Interesting. Oh, Goga's excited. Get down. Get funky. All right. Oh, God. The great Kurgan. You're a dick. A dick to go, that is. Right there on our screen. Now, folks, a trivia question here. Who's the one member of Kai and Tai you always forget? Because you know you got Taka... You know, you got Shofunaki, because Funaki, of course, went to... Oh, yeah, good dog at Funky Kurgan. Uh, Funaki, of course, went on to have a career, kind of. Uh, dick to go. Oh, that's a mean sign. Get that shit off the hard camera. Uh, dick to go, of course, because his name is Dick to go. But Men's Tail, the one I always forget. Uh, seen here in white denim cut-off shorts. All right, Taka and Golga starting it off here. Here we go. Order of the court, because the bell did ring. I don't know how much order there's going to be here in this one. And, and folks, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a little soft on comedy matches. Beefcake! Beefcake! All right, Golga. Plus, I'm a little soft on John Tenta as well. And I like Kai and Tai too. So as long as Golga wrestles this entire match, I think we might be not guilty. But here we are now. 
All right, Golga and Taka locking up. Oh, now I see the ICP isn't. Oh, well, you can't do that to his head. He's Samoan. What? No, he's not. He's, he's. Oh, Beefcake. Golga filling up his own special meter here. Oh my goodness. Oh, here it comes. He's just gonna beat up all the little guys. I feel I've got some doink, uh, dink, pink, wink versus, uh, you know, what's his name? Jerry Lawler, the little knights here for some reason. I'm not quite sure why. Oh, Mr. Yamaguchi-san is an innocent, licensed manager in the state of New York. You leave him alone. Oh, ICP now getting some camera time. Pity they didn't digitally erase them. You know, it wouldn't surprise me for them to do that or just cut this match entirely. But so far, I'm not laughing, King. Hmm, so he's got Mr. Yamaguchi-san shoe. Oh my god, it stinks! Okay, well, okay, this isn't really funny, though. I mean, was he going to drink out of it? Oh, shoot the boot! I know, shoot the boot, famously from the... Oh, water splash! From the Friday the 13th remake. Uh, I've never seen shoot the boot anywhere else. Oh, and now JR's just talking about uh, other superstars, so... Not starting out so great here, because, folks... This just, all of Mr. Yamaguchi style was pretty fucking funny. Everybody come see the greatest show. Kurrigan's dancing like a hoe. He's going to stick his ass out and shake. Oh, now, well, now you got to be fair, King. Uh, see, this is just insulting. To, oh, now that's really insulting, Kurrigan the Interrogator. You go back to fucking 300. Yeah, because he's in that movie famously, I suppose. Uh, Fudaki, of course, SummerSlam's number one announcer. Mm, some more dancing here by the Kirkster. The Gator, of course, famous for appearing in the original Aqua Cave logo. Hey, what do you guys think of that new logo we've got that looks like the Mega Man boss selection screen? Hit me up on Twitter at the C. Let me know. Uh, but show Funaki here, folks. He's not. He's not being very successful against the Gator. Uh, now we're talking about gypsies. I don't know if that's the proper term. I'm just referencing what they're saying on commentary. Oh, Bossman Slam style maneuver from the Gator. Well, now that's not fair. That's three on one. Or two on one. Uh, Funaki now. You notice men's tail just fucking sitting there on the uh, side. Oh, finally, tail's in now. Let's see if he does anything memorable. Big back body drop on men's tail. Oh, yeah, get down. Get funky, Kurgan. I'm still not laughing. Still not laughing. See, that's the thing. If, if these guys were to get in here and have a botch fest, you know, I'm a little more lenient. Or if they just do a straight-up comedy match that's actually funny. But again, I feel myself talking about the same types of things here because it's, they're just not doing anything. Uh, Tug of War action here from the Gooch. And, well, okay. Now, how is that different? That's no different from uh, the dude with the cock. Uh, making all the wrestlers fall down by doing his cock movements. Uh, Joey Janela, is that his name? If I'm wrong, don't hate me. I'm not a big indie wrestling guy. Although, what's with this pizza indie wrestler? As a huge fan of pizza and a decent enough fan of wrestling, I want to see that guy on my TV. Is he officially a member of the AEW roster? I don't know his name. Sue me. I just figured him out on Twitter last night. He's not an avid AEW Dynamite watcher. Oh, Giant Silva. Here we go. Uh, Giant Silva, famously not an actual wrestler. Uh, Kai and Tai scatters. Surprised there haven't been any Godzilla jokes yet. King, get on that. Kai and, uh, men's Tao looking like a broke-ass, I don't know, Ken? 
Not Ken from Street Fighter. Barbie's Ken. With that fucking hair. See, you can't... As the babyfaces, you can't do the clap to get the crowd into it if the babyface isn't in peril. Oh, okay. Well, now, it's not racist if... if it, well, it's actually not racist. It's just a, a sumo. You're making fun of sumos. A sumo doesn't have to be Japanese. Hot tag to Dick to Go now. He crosses himself. Dick to Go, famous fan of heavy metal, the uh, animated film from his t-shirt here. It's your one-way ticket to midnight. Want it? Heavy metal. higher. Hey, you know, Golga's were in South Park, and I just mentioned the film Heavy Metal. So this works. You guys ever see that episode of South Park where they huff cat urine, and Kenny gets really high, and he, like, travels to the world that Heavy Metal the movie takes place in? And he's like, Kenny, I offer you the awesome rocking tits of my daughter, the princess. Look at her boobage. Oh, I think the episode's actually called Major Boobage. I could be wrong, though. A giant Silva now on the attack. Strikes a fist of fire and fury now as he's lined up Kaintai into the quarter. Ah, Men's Tao completes the cycle and forms Voltron. Oh, no. Oh, uh, well, now we've got a quadruple ass ram by the Silvster. Still not funny. Men's Tao offers a hand. Oh, and he's the first one in. Uh-oh, Bronco Buster King. Oh, no. Funaki in. Men's Tao. Oh, now Kaintai's just doing all the work for them. Uh, Shofunaki just tossed himself out of the middle row. <laughs> now, Taka's in here, uh, WWF light heavyweight champion, if I'm not mistaken. Ah, eh, well, he's just gonna throw him out. Uh, wouldn't be the first time Taka gets planted here in the garden, folks. Uh, stay tuned for the Royal Rumble of the year 2000. Giant Silva, well, folks, uh, his mama's proud. What is this? I remember this being funny. Fuck this match. I am not impressed at all. Golga in now. See, this is... You might wonder, why have I started doing this stuff live? You want me to take notes about this match and try to make it entertaining? I don't even know if my commentary is entertaining. Let alone notes about it. You want me to relay this back to you with scripted shtick? No, live shtick. Dick to go now. In some trouble. Earthquake! Do it as patented earthquake! Hold the back slam! That's good to see. Patented earthquake elbow drop. It killed Hulkamania at one time. Here we go. Oh, beefcake! Double drop kick by the Kayentai now. Funaki and Men's Tail. Double suplex. All right, get down, get funk. Oh, wait, I can't say that because uh, the Oddities didn't do anything and they're not getting down or funky. Here we go. Rocker dropper. No! Chris Benoit type headbutts. Frog splash. Oh, yeah! Taka now. Oh, Dick to go! Four Post Massacre! My God! I actually really like that. And Taka choppies the PP for completion's sake. I quite enjoyed that Four Post Massacre, and it might save the match. We will see. All right, Golga now into the ropes. SummerSlam's number. Oh, it assisted John Cena-style bulldog. Dick to go! Oh, elbows of fire and fury! Oh, I like this quite a bit. Oh, yeah. All right. Kaintai, you came with your working boots on, literally and figuratively, as I could tell from those probably lugs or uh, whatever style shoes you've got. Dick to go. Chops his own dick. And he's going to go to the outside because it looks like Shofunaki is a legal man. Nope. Just still uh, quadruple teaming. 
Uh, referee Jack don't. You really need to fucking get some kid. Oh, quadruple clothesline. The crowd is unamused. <laughs> well, folks, I hope you wanted to purchase some World Wrestling Federation merchandise. And if you can't get a hold of the Home Shopping Network, now is the time to go to the merchandise stand. A violent J on the outside looks. Goga with a rolling hot tag to the Gator! Gator punches! Oh, look at the selling for the Gator! My God, fans, future heavyweight champion of the world, the Gator here, if you can uh, go by the selling here. Big boot by the Gator! Funaki now into the ropes, the Gator! B oh, there's his finisher, as we know from the Survivor Series 97, when famously the, gir the Gator, on our very first episode of Starman Ever, was found guilty with the Truth Commission. Uh, folks, uh, we, it looks like we got a breakdown here, and it's not in your house. It's just a breakdown of communication and rules. Golga, though, with the referee distracted. Could we get some sort of quadruple chokeslam? Might the ICP get involved? I mean, at this point, why have they not? Luna! Luna! Luna Lovegood with the slam! Yamaguchi-san is down! Oh, quadruple chokeslam city, folks. And, uh, well, that was nice of them to roll on top of each other. Who's legal, though? How can you pin all combatants? Guilty as fuck! I swear to God. And now we just fade to black. No music. Wow, just live at WF New York. Well, that about sums it up, folks. All right, so let me be a little bit more serious here. As you could tell from my, from my yell there at the end, I find the match guilty. Two big reasons here, if you want to get serious and analyze it from a Starman perspective, all right? I understand it's a it's a joke match. I get that, and it's okay to do a match like that. It really, really is, okay? However, it just wasn't funny. I mean, it really wasn't. Like, I know senses of humor may vary, but it just wasn't funny. And then, you are still a wrestling match. It's not a no-holds-barred match. It is four-on-three, but that means that Kai and Tai has three people to tag, and the oddities have two that they can tag for a legal situation. You know, Golga pinning every... It's just, you know what? It's a waste of time and effort. I'm sorry, Kai and Tai, and I'm sorry, oddities. Well, I'm more sorry to Kai and Tai, but folks, guilty as charged. All right, fans, so I promised you a big a big piece of history, and here it is. It's our main event of the evening, or the last case, however you want to look at it, and it's our first ever repeat on Starman because we've got two competitors going to war yet again for our disapproval. So back when we were done uh, one and a half matches, we covered The Undertaker versus Kane from Judgment Day 98, uh, where Chicago revolted against them and... Uh, you know, told him what a terrible match they were having. And, of course, that ends in a no contest, no champion, and Austin gets fired from Vince. The next night on Raw, very famous night in Detroit, if I'm not mistaken, I think, where, you know, Vince hunts or is hunted by Austin. Austin kidnaps him, blah, blah, blah. So that very night in this very ring, Undertaker and Kane have a rematch. Yay! That's allegedly worse than the match we watched before, and it's got a special stipulation. It's a casket match! So, 
Of course, it's on Peacock. It's the October 19th, 1998 edition of Monday Night Raw, or Season 6, Episode 42, which actually works when it comes to the weekly stuff. But when it comes to the pay-per-views, it drives me bonkers. So if you want to follow along at home, uh, I'm just a few seconds ahead of the match. I'm at 1 hour, 18 minutes, and 17 seconds uh, when Stone Cold is about to make Vince a small proposition. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, play. Oh, hey, Vince. Oh, yeah, who wouldn't want to watch TV with Stone Cold? <laughs> uh, Austin now uh, inviting Vince to play You Bet Your Life uh, and wager on the outcome of this sports entertainment match uh, with his livelihood. Austin, of course, here wearing his Sunday best and Vince in that fantastic uh Automotive World Wrestling Federation wheelchair. I don't want to choose anybody. <laughs> uh, you know, this is what people... Oh, Vince picks Kane. All right, here we go. Uh, but that's what's so great about the Vince character is that, like, you know, him strutting out on Raw and being like, then, now, forever, or whatever. Like, nobody wants that. It's, it's good to see Vince play, like, from underneath, if you will. Like, you want to think about it as a match, you know? No, oh, but poor Vince, he's distraught. All right, here we go. Some, some, some big, some big contest here. The lights are down. I wonder what's going to happen. I, I love how Jr. always seems to, bow, you know, as the pyro goes off. Like he's not expecting it. Like he hears that organ, and I don't know if he thinks Inagata Davida is about to start up or something or what. Out here in the war zone, yes. Uh, actually, folks, uh, you want to advertise on the war zone uh, where it's about ten dollars extra a second. Oh, okay. So Paul Bear, of course, that's right. He did assist uh, uh, the Undertaker last night. So Kane is flying solo. I remember that from when I reviewed the match. And when I watched that match, it was the first time in a long time. This is so weird to be watching one of these Raws because, you know, I'm usually watching Heat when it's in the can and it's not live, uh, but a, a ruckus crowd. All right. Now, what's the over-under on JR acting shocked when Kane summons the pyro? All right, here we go. Let's see. Ah, they, God damn it, they both did. I don't understand. I mean, I guess you got to put it over, but still. Oh, well. Uh, weird to see a casket match on Raw sort of as a throwaway, but it is the Attitude Era, so I guess I'm not surprised. And, of course, yes, we are only a few weeks from Nestle, ne- weeks away from Nestle Crunch Presents. It's a deadly game. It's the game that we play. Deadly game. It's got to be the best pay-per-view theme song produced in-house, right? Ah, uh, Doctana, Don Diente, I am the Undertaker. If that's not what his music says, well, fuck it. It's what it says in my book. Although I do love this rock variant. Ow! Oh! God, the pyrotechnics. They did it for Taker as well. Does he have his cape? No, we're not in the Cape area yet. That's more of a Ministry of Darkness scenario. Oh, the front man is back! Oh, yes! Undisputed Master of the Casket Match. Has he won any that weren't against Kamala? Well, I guess he did get retribution on that Yokozuna uh, with troubleshooting referee Chuck Norris in his corner. All right, so of course, the rules of the casket match, you got to shut the lid. That's the big kicker. 
I wonder, you know, this... I mean, spoiler alert, this isn't very long match, if I'm not mistaken. I just, I'm not sure why it would be worth the negative two. But of course, this is all context, Your Honor. Uh, that casket is smoking. Is the BSK in there having a party? Oh, here we go. All right, order in the court. Here we go. Uh, the casket ignited by the unholy powers of the two. God, I love the Attitude Era. All right, folks. Uh, we got some got some pure strikes here. Uh, clearly, Undertaker has taught his baby brother how to pure strike. Dan fears Randy. Well, you bet your stinky ass he does. I don't really know with these two. Oh, there's some garbage in the rings. Did the NWO show up? 16-men single elimination tournament, the deadliest game of all time. I haven't watched a deadly game in a long time. wonder if it holds up when you know the twists and turns. Because movie, or wrestling's not like movies in a weird way. Like, sometimes when it's live, it's the greatest thing in the history of our sport. And there's a clothesline and a cover. Okay, well, that's, you know, that that's harmful. Uh, for the, the biggest dog in the yard there, the uh, locker room leader, if you will. Uh, must be why people respect him so much. <laughs> Going for the fucking pitfall at a gasket match, you idiot. Oh, big power slam there by the red machine of, of, of bigness. I mean, uh, I don't know. Kick punch, typical Attitude Era shit. I'm not seeing anything that's really evidence aside from that pinfall attempt, which is definitely worth taking The Undertaker to task for. But, oh, there's that big jump in DDT King. Oh, an immediate sit-up by Kane and sit-up by Taker. We've got dueling sit-ups. No crowd pop, though. Probably should have uh, let that one uh, gain a little more steam before you played it, but whatever. Oh, Punch. Well, we definitely got the boring factor going on here. Oh, a big Lariato into the casket. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, we got two big monsters in that casket. Referee Tim White begging and pleading that he doesn't get injured and unable to work. Lord knows what he would do. It's a big casket. This is Yokozuna style. I wonder what these guys would do if the casket, like, broke. Like, if the bottom just fucking fell out in the middle of the match. That'll teach you, Vince. Oh, we got a low blow in the casket. Uh, fans, write, and, uh, write us at the Uck Cave if you've ever uh, punched somebody in the dick while they were in a casket. And uh, <laughs> I will think of things about you. Oh, possible Didi. Oh, God. Uh, Taker going for the victory here. Um, what? Wait, what? That? Who, who wins? I, I, don't, I don't understand. No. Whoa! Oh, this is actually interesting. They're 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 destroying the casket from the inside. Damn it, Patterson! That's our only casket. Oh, well now they're. Oh God! Oh, you could see Mark just throwing himself around in there to break it. Oh no! Because Kate is just laid there, unable to move. Oh God! Oh, I had, when I said, I wonder what happened if they broke it, I, I swear to you, I didn't watch this before. I was just trying to think of something stupid that could happen to make this match bad. But how do you win a casket match without a casket, King? I mean, this, this is a segment. I mean, this is not really a match. Uh, you know, if it was really a, a match, they would have called it like a, a draw when they put the lid down. I don't really know here. Uh, I'm a little lost. Oh, big! Oh, <laughs> Taker! 
Taker tried to come off of the apron and pure strike Kane, but he caught him in like a bear hug. Uh, Kane, looking for the fat man. Oh, Glenn, don't chase me. I can't run that fast, Glenn. Glenn, slow down. The cameras are rolling, Glenn. Uh, Kane, heading to the back now. Taker, in pursuit with the chair. Uh, Kane, there is a giant television screen right in front of you. Uh, Mark was clearly visible. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's a wrestling. Gotta suspend that disbelief. Oh, that's right, because they're going to meet in the semis at Survivor Series. Taker now heading to the back, perhaps to get some, some greater weapons to get Kane into that casket. Kane's up, though, in pursuit. Perhaps there's a casket in the back. Come on, guys, let's keep this bad boy going. Let's get these casket match a-happening. Oh, the referee's in pursuit now. It's like a kind of a hardcore 24-7 rules casket match. I'm digging this. Um, Wait. Now we're in the back with Stone Cold and Vince. All right, let's let's let's. Perhaps they're gonna barge in and use the shower as a cascade or something of that nature. Let's see here. Wait, there. Where they, where are you guys going? That's. Wait, that's it. Oh boy, Your Honor. Um, we might have a problem. <laughs> Please, Steve, don't do this. Don't kill me. Commercial. All right, back with the casket match. Here we go. And we're back with Vince and Steve. All right, well, I'm just going to pause this uh, video stream here, as it seems unnecessary at this point. Well, fans, uh, uh, we got sort of a dubious undertaking here. No pun intended. So, speaking of Undertaker, looks like this match is a no contest. And the Undertaker is my is my big problem here because uh, he did go for the cover uh, in the casket match uh, against his brother, the Big Red Demon, who he, he wants to desperately injure and maim and harm, but yet he goes for the pinfall. And as an actor, you, know, you can't just be in the middle of a tense scene and be like, Oh, shit, I need toilet paper tonight. Hey, hey, don't let me forget to get toilet paper. All right, now choose. Choose one of your children to live. Like, you, you can't do that. And then we've also got Taker throwing himself around in the casket to break it. Like, it's it's like when the fucking uh, people go behind something to the curtain to do, and you just can't. You know what? Fuck this. I, it's four minutes long. It's really just a, a Monday Night Raw segment. So I think Dave was taking things just a little too seriously and expected just a little too much for this Monday Night Raw encounter. And I'm not that hardcore. I'm a little more loose around the edges. So I'm going to go ahead and let these boys off with a not guilty. Because this isn't even to be, like, I don't know. Like, was he getting paid per match that he ranked? I just don't understand. Like, this is not... This is not worth time. This is not worth effort. You know, this would be like... You know, I can understand going to see a movie in the theater and giving it a star ranking or a numeric value attached to it as a way to review things for the Vox Populi. But coming out of that theater, I'm not going to review the soda commercial that I saw because that was just accoutrement for the presentation. All right? If Goldberg and Luger are going at it for the title, you don't fucking give a star ranking to the shampoo commercial that plays in in the middle of the match. So, 
not guilty for this because it's not even a wrestling match. And that is going to wrap it up for this live edition of Starman. Please remember to subscribe to the Aqua Cave feed so you get notified whenever new content drops. And I'm Johnny C, but a winner is you.